Hello, and welcome back to the Surprised by Light podcast. My name is Ricky, and this is the third Sunday of Advent in the Revised Common Lectionary. The last couple of weeks, we have leaned into this idea of waiting and anticipating the Advent or the coming of Christ. Last week, we asked the question, is the waiting worth it? Is whatever is coming worth us waiting patiently and diligently for? This week, I think we have an an answer to that question, something that gives us more definition as to what is going to happen when Christ comes. We see in the text that we will be listening to and that we will be reading, we see the word and a form of the word rejoice or joy mentioned over and over and over. So we realize that whatever is coming, whatever is coming with the advent of Christ will bring great joy. It will cause great rejoicing. It will be joyful. So what is so joyful? Well, as we anticipate the light on the horizon getting brighter and brighter, and we realize that whatever is coming is going to bring great joy in the prophets and in the readings that we have, even going into the New Testament, we recognize the fact that the restoration of creation, that the broken creation that we live in, The restoration is coming, that blind eyes will be made to see, that lame will be made to walk, that the barren ground will bring forth uh, fruit, and all the things that are in creation that are disturbed and broken and cursed will be made right. So as we listen to and read the scriptures this week, Let us be reminded of the great joy that comes as Christ comes to restore and heal his creation. From Isaiah 61 The Spirit of the Lord God is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of our God's vengeance, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, festive oil instead of mourning, and splendid clothes instead of despair. And they will be called righteous trees, planted by the Lord to glorify him. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will restore the former devastations. They will renew the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and injustice. I will faithfully reward my people and make a permanent covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their posterity among the peoples. All who see them will recognize that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I rejoice greatly in the Lord. I exult in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation and wrapped me in a robe of righteousness. As a groom wears a turban and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. 
For as the earth produces its growth, and as a garden enables what is sown to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. Psalm 126, Zion's Restoration, A Song of Ascents. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Our mouths were filled with laughter then, and our tongues with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord had done great things for us. We were joyful. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like watercourses in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. Though one goes along weeping, carrying the bag of seed, he will surely come back with shouts of joy, carrying his sheaves. Luke 1, 46-55 And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, because the Mighty One has done great things for me, and his name is holy. His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear him. He has done a mighty deed with his arm, he has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. First Thessalonians 5:16-24 Rejoice always, pray constantly, give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Don't stifle the Spirit, don't despise prophecies, but test all things, hold on to what is good, stay away from every kind of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will do it. From John 1 There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. This was John's testimony when the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, Who are you? He didn't deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. What then? they asked him. Are you Elijah? I am not, he said. Are you the prophet? No, he answered. 
Who are you then? They asked. We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What can you tell us about yourself? He said, I am a voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, just as Isaiah the prophet said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. So they asked him, Why then do you baptize if you aren't the Messiah, or Elijah, or the prophet? I baptize with water, John answered them. Someone stands among you, but you do not know him. He is the one coming after me, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to untie. All this happened in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we come this week and gather before our great God, let us be reminded of God's perfect sense of justice and righteousness. Those who are oppressed, those who are brokenhearted, those who are captive, what we need, what we long for is the Lord's favor. We want the good fortune that Christ will bring us because God is a God of justice. He hates injustice. He hates wrongdoing. And when we see the brokenness and the devastation in the world in which we live, when we see uh, the disparity in our lives and in our society today, what Advent does is it brings us a sense of hope that all these things that were once planned for and designed to be beautiful for the glory of God that are now broken, that these are the things that he will come and make right again. And as we even reflect on Mary's response to the angel coming to her, she says, his mercy is for all those who fear him, that he has shown strength with his arm, that he has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lonely. He filled the hungry with good things and the rich went away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. And so we look at what she understands that this child will bring. Those who are lowly, those who are humble, those who are broken and oppressed, they will find restoration. They will find power in the coming Christ to be lifted up. And so we ought to, as God's people, even now in the promises of his mercy and in the promises of his righteousness and justice, we need to do what Paul was encouraging the Thessalonians in looking for Christ's second coming, that we are to be praying that we should not push away the spirit of God, but that we should uh, test everything and pursue what is good and abstain from evil. So this week, let us wait with great anticipation for the joy that Christ brings as his mighty hand sets things straight. He comes to make his blessings known as far as the curse is found. Joy to the world.